0: Wells of Yore. To the digital screens of today. The kids present... The comic book character of the month. giant size special captain marvel the supersonic sensation reborn from the pages of the avengers and thus is the cover and how it all began in july of 1989 and this reimagining rebirthing of captain marvel had a cover date of november 1989. Our writer for this giant sized special and the story, The Dream is the Truth, was none other than Dwayne McDuffie, our penciler, Mark Bright, our inker, Stan Drake and Frank Bully, colorist, Paul Beckton, letterer, Ken Lopez, editors, Mark Grenwald and Gregory Wright. Welcome back, kids. And thanks for listening, as we welcome to the big screen, the Marvels today. This is Angus, and I wanted to specifically highlight this giant size special Captain Marvel, issue number one, from volume two here of Captain Marvel's series, and making the marquee for this entire series center around none other than Monica Rambeau. There are several very important circumstances surrounding the introduction or reintroduction of the Monica Rambeau character and the establishment of her own series. In our first episode, when we were looking at Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and that trade paperback, which we've been reading, we had her introduction happening there in the early 80s. This would be adding a woman of color and a, another superhero to the Marvel stable of. Superheroes. A rarity for the time. Shouldn't have been. But it was. But this character. Monica Rambeau. Would capture an audience. And would go on to. Inspire them. Those young readers. And what I find. Very compelling here. About who Marvel. Would entrust. To make this series, this volume two a success, was none other than comic book legend and trailblazer, Dwayne McDuffie. For those who are familiar with McDuffie's works and who he is, please bear with me right now. Because I would like to do a rehash because of how important a figure Dwayne. Was in the industry. He went on the staff at Marvel as an as editor. Bub, Bob, Brodansky's assistant on special projects. It's how he got his start. He scripted stories for Marvel. His first major work was Damage Control, which was a mini-series about the company that shows up between issues and tidies up the mess left by the last uh, latest round of superhero and supervillain battles, a lot of it dealing with the Avengers. And, of course, we got our fill of damage control there, and we saw them, if you'll remember, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, after becoming an editor at Marvel, W. submitted a spoof proposal for a comic entitled Teenage Negro Ninja Thrashers in response to Marvel's treatment of its black characters. So that got their attention. He became a freelancer in 1990, but before he did that, he was entrusted to oversee the relaunch of Captain Marvel and specifically bring Monica Rambeau into cultural relevance. So he did that, and he did that tremendously well here in this re-envisioning of her origin story but he he doesn't delve into the origin story because it pretty much stands on its own in the 1980s but what he does is he builds on it and shapes it and makes her far more relevant for the times and i think that foundation he laid down here saw its way clear to the Monica Rambeau that we have today in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I am really looking forward to seeing the Marvels and seeing how the very facets of Monica Rambeau's personality and perhaps Dwayne McDuffie's stamp on the character has found its way all these years to the Monica Rambeau portrayal on the big screen. So what Dwayne would go on and do is express a multicultural sensibility that he felt was missing from comic books at the time. He, along with three other partners, founded Milestone Media. And it was the industry's most successful, minority-owned, and operated comic company. Milestone would go on to include African-American superheroes such as Static, Icon, and Hardware. There would be an Asian-American, Zombie, and the multi-ethnic superhero group, Blood Syndicate, which include Black, Asian, and Latino men and women, and debuted their titles in 1993. Through a distribution deal with DC Comics. So if you ever wanted to know about Dwayne McDuffie. And the professional path he was laying down here. This issue. Giant Size Special Captain Marvel number one. Supersonic Station Reborn. That is right here. And we open up with our hero, Captain Marvel, battling a serpent. And she is true to form, being successful with her powers, but at the same time, having some difficulty controlling them. And this would be a reoccurring theme within the Monica Rambeau character because of the very powerful abilities she had as a superhero, part of her struggles would be not only navigating a society that was discriminatory, but also at the same time, on top of that, being a superhero, although very powerful, would constantly be challenged with the task of controlling her powers she never knew when she it would be overkill in other words she had problems proportioning out her response at times and those make for some really compelling panels here there is a really tender uh scene here of her now not being a harbor patrol officer, but actually being captain of a freighter, a ship. So Dwayne took her and elevated her status from a Harbor Patrol beat cop who was trying to make the rank of captain go from lieutenant to captain, to actually now being the captain of a freighter out of New Orleans. So I think that's very, very important. Because if anyone is familiar with the sea and the, the rule of the sea and order at the sea, the, the captain of a vessel, as they're sailing out there, is pretty much God. They're in charge. They are the first, last, and everything as it relates to the buck stopping there. Ultimate accountability, ultimate responsibility, uh, but also that ultimate power. And hopefully, a benevolent power at that. And, and Monica certainly is that in this. So we open up with her on the ship as the captain, and unfortunately, her ship ends up being infiltrated by a villainous group. She changes into a, her Captain Marvel uh, attire transitions. so that that's a little tricky within the book because here she is the captain, very high visibility. But then at the same time, Uh, The captain is missing for a period of time here as she is Captain Marvel. So we're introduced to the, the villain Powder Keg. And Powder Keg has come in here and is absolutely wreaking havoc. As you have Captain Marvel rescuing all of the passengers off of the ship and having them flee which is which is good. Uh, so this is kind of a, a mixed use vessel that appears to be not only folks sailing with her passage from one to another, but also a ship's crew and some cargo in it too. because that makes for a far more interesting story. Captain Marvel is ultimately able to save the day, and as it turns out that Powder keg was actually working for a South American uh, Magnet um, in Rio, actually, De Janeiro, Ms. Ramos. And Ms. Ramos is calling the shots here. We also have the, the re establishment or reminding of the readers of the very close relationship that Monica Rambo has with Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. I think this is a really cool dynamic. I, I like the fact that. Here you have the, the father of the first family of Marvel who has taken a very keen interest in trying to help Monica Rambeau control her powers. And there's not a better endorsement with regard to importance of character than to have Monica Rambo working with the first family of Marvel, Fantastic Four. So those panels in this book are great. And the interaction and the dialogue between Reed and Monica is absolutely spectacular. I really love what Dwayne did here. And this is just such a smartly written book. And it's why we're reading this trade paperback this month in celebration of Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, because I think much of this character was embraced and came to life in the 80s and into the 90s and, of course, the modern era. I I think there are many of us older comic book readers who know Marvell, the first Captain Marvel, know Ms. Marvel, Carol Deggier's, are aware of Carol Danvers' transition from being Ms. Marvel into the Captain Marvel moniker. The amazing Kelly Sue DeConnick re of that character of Carol Danvers. But I think often overlooked is this real saga of Monica Rambeau and the influential writers and creatives that brought her story to life. The remainder of this really exciting story takes us jet-setting and across uh, the globe. and I, I, I really love the expansiveness of this story and the reach, the multicultural aspects of it too. And it looks like that our our villains here are taken care of in a really cool climactic scene at an airport. And I don't want to delve too deeply here into the story as I had with Monica's origin story. Uh, But I do want to point out that Before going to see the Marvels, if you do have the time, or immediately after seeing it, go to that first introduction of a character and and, and do not miss here this fantastic story that Dwayne Duffy did to reshape the Monica Rambeau character. The dream is the truth. Because the elevation that we have in Dwayne's work to bring the character to importance and prominence just should never be overshadowed. And also lending itself into here is not only the dealings with Reed Richards, but you also have James Rhodes. Rhodey shows up in this story, too. So further cementing the Avengers ties, reinforcing them, but also showing the importance of the Monica Rambeau character by association, but very clearly establishing her center stage here and her rise within this title. And what I love at the ending of this story, and I will leave you with this, is a very poetic ending. As you see Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, flying off, Duane chose to leave us with this quote. Ships at a distance have every man's wish on board. For some, they come in with the tide. For others, they sail forever on the horizon, never out of sight never landing until the Watcher turns his eyes away in resignation. His dreams mocked to death by time. That is the life of men. Now, women forget all those things they don't want to remember and remember everything they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth. Then they act and do things accordingly. Nora Neil, Hurston. Is who this quote comes from. And that is a really great teaser and also good encapsulation of the heart, the meaning of Captain Marvel Volume 2, Issue 1. The story, the dream is the truth. Please head on out, whether it's this weekend over the next couple of weeks, to go see the Marvels. It's been a very long time since we've had a Marvel comic book film back on the screen. And now with the actor strike done, we'll be back into full production. But it's going to be a while. And I'm really hoping that this particular movie doesn't get lost in all of that. And we'll go as comic book fans, moviegoers, and celebrate the marvels. Captain Rambo, what the hell are you doing? Entering the jump point perimeter. I'm gonna get you some readings, Fury. Fire. Hello? Monica. Hello. Where's Captain Rambo? What the Well now don't you tell me to stop? You stink around, I'll make it one Joe Wa. I We're looking for Kamala Khan. What? Okay, so our powers are entangled. I can manipulate light energy, and you—I can totally show you. No! I'm not again! Hi. Where's our daughter? Wherever you were. We're not a team.